good morning good morning good afternoon good afternoon good night good night whichever place you're at man while you're listening to this uh just want to uh greet you greet you as you're here man hey I'm, I'm glad you're back as we're studying through galatians on this daily devotional so i hope that it's been helping you understand a little about god about mankind and about ourselves and a little bit about how to understand the bible the hermeneutics that's the big word there the the 15 word hermeneutics and it just means how we interpret the scripture. And so I hope I've been helping you to be able to do that by our method of just looking to see what the writer says. But while we're going through Galatians, we're looking to see what Paul says. And then uh, secondly, we're also trying to see what Paul says about God or what particular passage that we're reading says about God. And then also what particular passage we're reading says about man. And then finally, how I can apply what it says about God, what it says about man, what Paul is actually trying to convey to us, how I can apply that to my life. I hope that's helping you out. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. And we're in chapter four, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading. It says, uh, now I say, as long as there is an heir, excuse me, sorry again. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is an owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of this world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent his son uh, born of a woman, under, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son to our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So as we uh, read this, we see that Paul is continuing. He's continuing on that idea that uh, what the reason for the law is, like what was the purpose for the law and then how Christ applies to us. Because as you've seen, it looks like that these Gentiles have gone back and tried to live or gain their salvation according to the law because of the Judaizers who come through and talk to them about this new gospel that they should not be listening to. Okay, so uh, Paul wants to set up the understanding of the law, and he kind of does it dichotomously, which means he kind of like does, well, one end and then the other, the one, one side and then the other. But as he talks about it, he wants them to realize the goodness of the law as well, that it is not bad that there is the law. It's good, but that grace is better. And uh, we, we saw that last time. And so now we are seeing, well, last time we saw that the law was to show us the kind of person to be, not the things that we should do. By looking at the law, we were to become the people that the law intended. But the only way that we could do that is by Christ putting the law into our hearts. Instead of it being something external to us, he would create that person that we are supposed to be within us. And that's by Jesus Christ. And he further goes on to say that by saying that um, that the law was a tutor over us. Uh, he says like a child is just like a slave. You know, he really has no power until he becomes of age and understands what he can do to be able to to move and, and maneuver. And so in the same way, we had to follow this law. We had to see this law and do this law until the proper time came. And when the proper time came, then we were released from this law uh, in a way because Christ is our salvation. He has placed that law on our hearts and the way he says that is that he has given us his Holy Spirit, 
See, the spirit that's within us, and it says if we cross-reference it with scripture from Ezekiel, uh, it says he'll give us a new heart. Uh, and Joel, where Peter quotes in, um, in Acts chapter 2, it says that he will pour on us the Holy Spirit. And it says everybody, it says men, women, old, young, will be able to prophesy. It's because they have the power of the Spirit within them. And so we're in that time now if we are the sons of God. And that is if we believe this gospel that Paul has preached, that he's talked about since the very beginning of this, uh, uh, this letter, that gospel that Jesus saves sinners. And there's nothing that we can do to do anything to gain our salvation, but it is Christ alone. It is Christ only by his sacrifice on the cross that we can have forgiveness of sins and life eternal. But the power of the Spirit of God is an amazing thing, man. And it is an amazing thing. It's because what it does is it gives us access to the Father. I say access to the Father, but that wasn't quite uh, um, a thing that uh, happened back then. They didn't, they didn't understand God as Father. They just understood him as a, a king, owner, Yahweh, Lord. But we, because of the Spirit of God, begin to be sons of God because Christ is Son. And earlier we read that it says that we put on Christ. When we're saved, when we have faith, when we're baptized, we put on Christ. And Christ becomes our image. And so because we have Christ on, then we become the son, the daughter of God. Man, that's a powerful thing. What does, uh, what does it say about God in this? Well, I've, I've got to say that, that God gives us his spirit. That means he's a generous God, overflowing in abundance. If we cross-reference it uh, uh, with what Jesus says in the, in the um, Gospels, he says, I'll give you the spirit and I'll give it to you abundantly. I'll pour out the spirit. And he says he gets the spirit without measure. So that means, man, just keep keep on, keep on keeping on is what I'm going to tell him is God. Just keep on blessing. Keep on giving that spirit. Keep on pouring that, that spirit out on me, man. But it also says that God is our father. Just think about a father for a second and, and what a father is supposed to be. I know that there's a lot of people out there that have had horrible, bad, never good fathers. But think of how, if, if you're in that perspective, think of what a father is supposed to be. Because even though you may not see or know what a father uh, um, should have been in your life, but you recognize that the way that your father was, that is not how it was supposed to be. And uh, I'm sorry for that. But for those who recognize and know what a father is supposed to be, just think about that. A father is supposed to be someone that you can go to, that you can you can hold on to when you're scared, when you're hurt, when you have joy, when you're happy, you know, when you are sad, they're there to comfort you. They're there to discipline you whenever you do wrong. They have that certain fear that you have, but they're also encourage you and then uh, uh, like uplift you when you do right. That's what God is to do. He's the same way. He's a good God. He's a good father that he would care for us, love us. He would correct us when we're wrong to get us on the path of righteousness. He would rejoice with us when we are in joy, and he'll comfort us when we're sad. 
And he does that by his spirit within us and by the family of God. What does it say about us? Well, first off, it says, uh, therefore, you are no longer slaves. So I want to start out with that is that this is the gospel, basically, is that we're a slave to sin. We're a slave to this law because what the law does is reveal sin. And we recognize that we can never live up to what the law calls us to be. We can't even hardly do what the law tells us to do, rather, let alone be the person that the law calls us or beckons us to be. So we're slaves in that matter. But it also says that we're sons. We're sons and daughters. So if we do have faith, if we believe on Jesus and his sacrifice for us, that he is God, that he is man, and he's come to save us, then we are now sons of the Father. And so in one instance, yes, we were sinners. But in another instance, no, no longer. We are not identified by our sin. We are identified by our king, our sonship. And so that's something that that is this what's exactly the scripture is trying to say about man is that uh, we are sons and heirs. What is an heir? That's a person that gets everything. That's a person that gets we get to claim to the kingdom. We get to to be a part of something special. I mean, we get all the riches, all the glory that we uh, uh, get to receive in heaven and also on earth. Now it'll be the renewed earth. It'll be the new earth and new heaven that's created. It talks about in Revelations, but we'll inherit this earth. We'll get to live out this earth and we get to be with Jesus. (laughs) The best things, the best things. But finally, what is... uh, how can I apply this in my life? What is it telling me to do in my life? Again, I got to say the gospel. Man, I'm a son. I need to find my identity in Jesus. It helps me to do that because sometimes I get sad over the things that are broken and hurt in this world, you know. But I recognize who I am and what kingdom I belong to. That I, I don't belong to this kingdom on earth. I belong to the kingdom with God. And I live with him. And I'm going to be with him. That's that air part. I'm going to be with him in a renewed earth. So even when things seem so broken. So broken. I know that I have hope. In Jesus Christ. And I have faith. In his resur- resurrection. But his restoration. Of the entire universe. And I know that it's going to happen, man. So I'm going to remember that, man. I have to preach that stuff to I have to preach that to myself daily, for sure. That 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 I'm a son of the king because I mess up, man. I mess up. But I'm not going to let that sin define me any longer. What I'm going to let define me is whose I am, and that's Jesus. What do you guys uh, think about that, man? What are you going to apply to your life through this scripture today? What is there that you can pull to think about and meditate on during the day today or, or uh, during the day tomorrow or when you go to sleep or, or whenever you're watching this. How can you think about that and understand your relationship with Christ, man? I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening, and I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>